Chapter 4 Played Twice Take 2 No one ever questioned their job because everyone believed that theirs was too important. As anyone would tell you, the greater good was at stake. It still is. My ten-year career was pretty simple. Each day for four hours, it was my duty to manually double-check the streaming data from GSAT-12 and the moon. All I had to do was look for disturbances. Anomalies, if you will. Mostly data flow interruptions. More often than not, the information provided by the central server matched my own. That day was no different. At noon, taking my hour for lunch, I found myself relaxing in my recliner. No massage or heating features activated, just the soft, cloud-like cradling of the perfect chair. Normally, I wouldn't take my break in my living room chair. However, for the life of me, I couldn't shake a newly formed migraine that had been plaguing me. Looking at the far wall, I touched my left temple. Screen. On. Floated past my lips as I spoke to the unseen mic. The overhead projector silently came to life. A beachfront view, most likely Antigua, appeared on the wall. Waves, silently, crashed at the sand's edge. Two pelicans spoke to one another as they flew overhead. As per usual, the beach was empty. In the distance, bluish barges carried recyclable waste toward its final destination. I'll tell you, the advances in digital imaging and sonar have definitely made oceanfront viewing perpetually serene. Honestly, I could barely make out the ship's silhouettes. A waiter, wearing a white three-piece suit and a pair of sandals, walked toward the televisional wall that separated us. Good afternoon, Mr. Einfall. I have the last episode you were previously watching ready to go. That's okay. I'll settle for the news, I declined, having felt a sense of comfort begin to wash over me. Forever holding a tray with two martinis, he always liked to give me options. Would you prefer politically biased gossip or bulletin information, he asked me. Even though he always knew what I picked, it was always nice to have a choice. Bulletins, please, I answered. And can you put on some Thelonious Monk? Softly, softly. The originally issued version of Play Twice, Take Two, from Five by Monk by Five, nearly lulled me to La La Land. The notes, masterfully played, swaddled my being with surround sound delight. Just as I was about to nod off, Antigua and Thelonious faded into a commercial. Typical. A monstrous patchwork of factories in El Paso were surrounded by desert. Solar panels and transformers stretched well beyond the horizon. Next, robotic arms were meticulously assembling parts of various shapes and sizes. Then, two jetliners darted toward the sun. As they tangentially escape gravity, a low-Earth orbit retrieval vessel meets them. More robotic arms 
and a sea of automated wires perused the jets, weightlessly retrieving their desired cargo. Suddenly, the announcer spoke. Factories, 100% automated, all thanks to you. This segment brought to you by the company. Soon, you won't even need to leave your home. After half smiling to myself, I replied, I barely ever do. Another infomercial began. This time, a man, in a pinstripe suit, holds an early 20th century radio microphone. The entire view, him, his suit, the mic, the desk he's fervently leaning upon, is all in black and white. With a smile and an old tiny voice, he begins to spiel. Remember the silent films of the early 20th century? Well, now you can have the exact same look at every incoming text. Download the lit upgrade 5.3 today. The screen blinks as if to simulate a single eye flutter. Then it goes black. As if running a reel-to-reel -reel projector, vertical grains began raining down. The announcer then spoke the words that were slightly vibrating on the screen. Say, that's a mighty fine upgrade for the papers you got there. A tune, clearly the last twenty or thirty seconds of Irving Berlin's All Alone, waltzed into my ears throughout the entire segment. Before I could ask my TVW to skip through the commercials, my eyes were greeted by more product placement. A family was playing in a lush field. One mother was laying down the picnic cloth. The other was playing tag with their fraternal twins a son and a daughter. Abruptly, I saw what appeared to be a dimly lit room in an old house. The early nineteenth-century furniture had long since received a coat of dust, and its bunnies. Near a window, an elderly woman was sitting in an old wooden rocking chair. The screen zoomed in on her face as she hesitantly opened her eyes. A single tear fell down her left cheek. Right on cue, a Scottish-accented announcer began selling me the product. Pray back the memories of long ago, the good, the bad, and even the forgotten. Download the little recovery tool today. You'll thank us later. My Google, bringing everything to everyone, everywhere. The company always had a lot of nerve. As the news bulletins began their rapid-fire listing of current events, my mind wandered. Watching a digital tartan of images, displaying local and global events, I couldn't believe how far we'd come. Who would have thought ternary computer servers would make all of our lives easier? Instead of having to deal with the simplicity of binary coding, you know, on and off or one and zero, we can all breathe a little easier with that extra digit in there. A negative one, actually. Sounds heady, but it really cut down on loading times. We were all grateful that complete artificial intelligence was achieved by 2048. The trick was, apparently, to associate image and video data with jargon files. Who knew that the key to happiness was in a memory game?